there, and welcome to the second episode of the Games That Made Me podcast, a personal reflection on a life spent gaming. I'm your host, Brendan Kelly. Thank you for deciding to tune in and give this podcast a try. I appreciate the company as I embark on a personal journey through my own gaming history, from my childhood in the fabulous 80s all the way up to the present day. In this podcast, I'll share the video games that have had the biggest impact on my life, and explore the reasons behind why they were so influential. In the next few episodes, I will be doing a deep dive into what is one of my favorite video games of all time, the JRPG Nino Kuni and the Wrath of the White Witch. This particular first episode will just outline the bare bones of the story, and the plot point of the game. So what in the heck is a Nino Kuni anyway? For those who have never played the title, and even have never heard of the title before, Nino Kuni in Japanese translates to the Another World. I'll be sticking with its Japanese title, Nino Kuni, because calling something the Another World in English just doesn't sound very grammatically correct. Nino Kuni is a Japanese role-playing game developed by Level 5, and they developed it to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Japanese gaming company. The game's main claim to fame, and what separates it from other JRPGs, was that Level 5 worked with Studio Ghibli on this particular title. Studio Ghibli handled the game's cutscenes and the entire graphical presentation of the game, is akin to getting the chance to play through a Studio Ghibli animated film in video game form, which is pretty amazing if you ask me. The original title was released exclusively for the Nintendo DS, but only in Japan, all the way back in 2010. And the first iteration of the game was simply known as Nino Kuni Dominion of the Dark Jin. I myself have never had the opportunity to play this particular version of the game, as my Japanese language skills are rather lacking, but I did buy a copy for myself that I'll hopefully get the chance to play through one day. Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch, on the other hand, originally released for the PlayStation 3 in the West way back in January of 2013. And it's essentially an enhanced HD upgrade of the original Nintendo DS game. And it includes brand new content that extends the length of the game's ending. This particular game was the entire reason I bought myself a PlayStation 3 back in 2013. I can't stress this enough. I literally had no interest in a PlayStation 3. I was I had Xbox 360. I had the Nintendo Wii, of course. And what I figured back then was, well, the majority of games that I would want to play would also come out for the 360, so I there's no need for me to get a PlayStation 3. Boy, how wrong was that statement. I remember reading about the game in Game Informer magazine, and I fell in love with the premise of the game and the gorgeous screenshots that were included in the magazine. But I was very initially bummed that I wasn't going to be able to play it on the Xbox 360. It was going to be a PlayStation 3 exclusive, and not owning one at the time, you know, that really bummed me out. But I first played Nino Kuni 
the afternoon of Sunday, August 25th, 2013. This was the moment I had purchased the PlayStation 3 finally. It was the first game for that particular system that I had played. Now, to be clear, I'm not some obsessive-compulsive person who jots down dates and times that I first play games. The only reason I know that I first played Ni no Kuni on Sunday, August 25th, 2013, is because of the website Exophase, which, if you haven't heard of it or used it before, is a great website that not only tracks trophies and achievements across multiple platforms, Xbox, Steam, PlayStation, etc., but it also includes your total playtime for every game, as well as the date and time of your trophies and achievements. If any of you are interested in this record of what is essentially your gaming history, you should totally check it out. And no, Exophase didn't sponsor this podcast. I am just really glad that a website like this exists. However, I have to be honest, I wasn't totally sold on the game at first because it was the first action RPG game I can remember playing, and I can remember feeling overwhelmed by the real-time battle mechanics. It was a lot to control simultaneously. I was very used to turn-based RPGs at the time, like Dragon Quest VIII, where I could take my time during battles. I only played a handful of hours on the first day that I played it, and I wouldn't even pick up the title again all the way until December of 2013. But man, when I did start playing this title again, I became obsessed. Ten days later, I managed to beat the entire game. It was the fastest I had ever played through an RPG before, where I literally felt like I had to know how the story played out as soon as possible, something that had never happened to me before while playing a video game. Now, in terms of the story for Nino Kuni, I'm going to try my best to avoid major plot spoilers, because I know a lot of listeners probably have not had the chance to give this gaming gem a shot. If I have to reveal something spoilery in my explanation, I promise that I'll give you a heads up first. I'll warn you in case you haven't gotten the chance to experience Nino Kuni, because I don't want to ruin anything. The beginning of the game takes place in Motorville, which is essentially a fictional, small, Midwestern town in post-World War II America, where the economy is dominated by manufacturing, and the suburbs were really just getting started. Motorville is fictionalized Americana at its best. A small town that appears to have a vibrant, walkable main street and suburban-style houses with white picket fences lining front yards. You play as a boy named Oliver, who is in the prime of his childhood, who spends his carefree days building a hot rod with his best friend Phil and running errands for his mom. Within the first hour of the game, your mother is tragically killed, ending your otherwise idyllic childhood. And it is this defining moment of young Oliver's life, the tragic death of his mother, that sets in motion a series of fantastical events that transports the player to the magical other world as Oliver sets off on an adventure to find his mother's soulmate 
the person who shares his mother's soul in the other world. He learns all of this from his doll, who magically is brought to life through the power of Oliver's tears, that his mother closely resembled the great sage named Alicia, who was captured by the game's main villain, Shadar. Reluctantly, Oliver accompanies Drippy, that's the name of his doll, to the other world with the hope that by saving Alicia from the clutches of Shadar, he can bring his mother back. And it is this coming-of-age story, when a child's innocence is shattered by a tragic event, and they are forced to deal with the impending loss and grow up in the process that lies at the heart of Nino Kuni's powerful story. This game caused me to do some serious reflection about my own childhood. When was that moment in my own life when the blissful ignorance and innocence of my childhood ended and I started the process of having to grow up? For me, the answer lies somewhere in my middle school years. Starting out seventh grade, in a brand new school, in a different state, not knowing anyone. The teasing and bullying that accompanied that experience for me, the isolation and difficulty forming friendships in that particular phase of my life. It was rough, to say the least. Which brings me back to Oliver's story in Nino Kuni. The loss of a parent would be difficult for anybody to handle, especially a child. But what if there was a way to bring them back? Would we do whatever we could in order to see them again? To spend just one more moment with them? Of course we would. And so Oliver journeys to this other world, accompanied by his new companion Drippy, in order to save the other world from the clutches of the evil Shadar, all in the hope that he can be reunited with his mother. That's about all the time I have left for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to my personal reflections on one of my favorite all-time games, Nino Kuni. In the next episode, I will cover the various gameplay elements in Nino Kuni, so I hope you will join me. In the meantime, please feel free to visit my website at www.thegamesthatmademe.com. You can also start up a conversation with me by sending me a message at thegamesthatmademe at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts about Nino Kuni and your own personal experiences with the game. Until next time, I hope you lose yourself in an amazing video game or two. Take care.